Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. This is Natalie Jean. This is Natalie Jean. Yes, this is Chatting with Nat. Today we have the honor of having rock and roll band The Key of F. The Key of F was formed in 2019 by Andy Kay and Marie Petit or Petite, because I speak French. Their opposite personalities and diverse musical tastes have led them to create music that's uniquely rock and roll. From punk rock to rockabilly, the duo have honed their sound into a powerful swamp rock with gritty vocals and lush harmonies. In 2020, they made Music Connection's Hot 100 unsigned bands and artists list and plan to release their debut EP in 2020. 22. Let's give them a round of applause. Hi. Hi, Andy. Hi, Marie. How are you? We're doing great. If I could get a round of applause like that every day, I think I would be set for life. Yeah, no. See, the thing is, you need to download it. And anytime you do something, (laughs) just have it ready. And just play. Because my two, you know, my two little hands can't do people justice. So that's why I have that applause button, because I want you to feel <laughs> warm it. and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy. So I'm <laughs> glad that it worked. It worked. Um, so how have you both been uh, during this extremely crazy time between the elections, Joy Floyd, and the pandemic? It's been, it's been busy for for us. I mean, we we released a song during uh, the pandemic, so we did a lot of writing for this okay. album that's going to end up being released in, in 2022. And we released a song during the pandemic, which was Feeling the Mood. Recording okay. in the middle of a, a pandemic is, is challenging. It's definitely right. challenging to be in the studio. Everybody was masked. We were very careful. We even zoomed in a few times. We had a guy on the car oh. in another state, and people zoomed in and sent recordings in. It was it was quite an interesting challenge. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's great that that people could create during that time. You know. One of the things people always talk about is that we had downtime. Now, I had a job at the time, and I was working from home. and so, But I took advantage of that and was able to do many things that I needed to get done before the pandemic. Um, so I did a lot of uh, music webinars, conferences, and stuff, uh, and I learned a lot. Um, but also during the pandemic, what I've noticed and after interviewing a bunch of people that, you know, this was a moment where people had time to self-reflect. You know, one of the things that I saw, which was crazy to me, which shouldn't be crazy, was families walking together in the street. Before the pandemic, I didn't see much of that. But I guess everybody had time now, so they, you know, 
They were spending more time with their family. I had friends that were like, oh, I'm cutting back on work because they realized they were missing a lot of family time. Um, climate change, my God, the earth, the animals were, were just so happy without us there. They were like, oh, my God, this is maybe they won't come back I mean, because the pollution level went down. Um, you had you had so many different people quit their jobs. I read several articles on that because they realized that they wanted to do something more meaningful. It's not just about money. You know, the pandemic made you realize that, yeah, life is short, but it's really, really, really short. And then as artists, you know, a lot of people decided, oh, I want to do something different. I know somebody that rebranded. Um, a couple of people like you created new music. Um, but there, there's times where people are just like, you know, what, what, what do I want to do with my life? How I, do I exactly. want to be perceived as an artist? How am I going to do my thing? So during that time, did you guys take time to really think about how you want to be perceived as artists or anything else? I think that definitely happened because we did talk a lot about music and what kind of music we were continuing to write. And right. it definitely, because I know also during the pandemic at different moments, both Andy and I at different times did live online, like a, like an Instagram performance or a Facebook live performance. Right. And that was interesting, too, because it was a way for each of us individually to still be able to reach out and say, hey, I still want to share my art, even though it can't be a live show. And then eventually, later in the course of the pandemic, we did some together as well, which was, right. which was great. That was, it was nice to be able to sing our songs to together and to be in the same space. It it felt so foreign because the only time <laughs> that I got to see Marie was over a Zoom screen and we would and right. writing music with your partner over Zoom, I mean, thank God for it. On one hand, it's right. fantastic to have that technology. On the other hand, right. it was pain in the ass <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. she would do something on guitar and I would try to sing along with it and one would cancel the other one out and we couldn't hear anything. Uh-huh. And, or there'd be that little half second delay and it's like, well, we can't right. really harmonize together because we're not on the same moment. <laughs> so we don't know if that works. We're going to have to put a pin in that and wait and maybe call right. each other and see if we can sing it on the phone. So it was and there were times where I think we did, I had come over to your house and I stood in your driveway. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm standing That's in your driveway. Cool. You have a mask on. I have a mask on. And I'm like, hey, sing that thing. Let's, let's, let's try it. We're six feet apart. So we, it just goes to show you that wherever there's a will, there's a way you know, we'll That's we'll right. make it work. And Marie and I have been really creative in making things work that when the world throws you a curveball and you're like, well, okay, mm. that's not what I had planned. So, and we'll find creative solutions <laughs> for things. It's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, the Zoom thing, my God, I know Zoom made a killing because everybody was using Zoom. I I did the live streaming too. It was my first time doing that. And, you know, sometimes I had a large crowd, medium crowd, and no crowd. I'm singing to myself, which was fine because it allowed me to rehearse my right. music because, you know, you become brain dead. 
Yeah, you just get it out because you need to remember your songs and stuff like that. So I completely get that. Yeah, technology, you learned a lot about technology and different platforms that you can use now if anything like this happens. Or you can still use it whether we're open or not um, because live streaming, not everybody likes to go out. So, you know, for the introverts, that live streaming thing is a beautiful thing. Um, That's So true. what was it? Yeah. So what was it about the music industry that both of you said, oh, my gosh, Music is me. I've got to do it. This is it. Something that you watched, you saw, and then how did you come up with the name, the key of F? <laughs> uh, well, for me, I I'm from Orlando, so I cut okay. my teeth on on Disney um, as a really really mm. young kid. I I was singing Disney songs and and all of that, and I ended up in school trying to get out of a math class and I ended up auditioning for the school play, which I got it because they wanted people to come and sing. And I was like, well, sure, I'll go sing if I don't have to sit in this room and learn subtraction. That's great. (laughs) And so that was kind of, I kind of fell into uh, the music business. And then when I got older, I ended up Working for Disney World, I ended up working for Universal Studios mm. and oh, doing cool. a lot of um, background singing for um, a local band in Orlando that gigged at House of Blues. They went and they gigged at a bunch of, of different places. So, so okay. that was kind of how I ended up falling into music. And I definitely grew up with music. It was a very big okay. part of our household. And so my mother made sure that her children could sing and read music and harmonize and play instruments. Mm. So it was always there, but not forcefully, like not, I mean, I didn't always want right. to practice the piano, but, <laughs> but it was always something we enjoyed doing as a family and singing together and singing along to the radio or, right. um, so that's always been something that has brought me joy, and especially harmonizing. Oh, my gosh, if I could just spend all day harmonizing, that makes me very happy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, um, good to know. We landed on – so sorry? I said good to know, the harmonizing uh, part. <laughs> we ended up uh, landing on the band name, the key of F. We were tossing around some ideas and – Marie and I were working on a cover song. And because I'm insufferable, I kept asking her, I'm so sorry, what key are we in again? And she was like, it's ah. F, Andy. We're in the key of F. I was like, oh, okay, that's great. And two minutes would go by, and we would be working on the song. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what was it again? She's like, oh, my God, it is the key of F. And we looked at each other, and we went, you know, that would actually be a really cool band name, and, she, and that's the one that stuck. Yeah, like, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, but that's a great story, number one. It's not in the key of F. Yeah. That would be tedious. But still, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Oh, that's your thing, key the key of F. And that's a great mm-hmm. story. I mean, you have a great story to tell on top of it. I love that. Now, how would you describe your music? I would describe it as 
like gritty, gritty swamp rock, um, blues rock and roll. Yeah, we definitely a lot have of a rock and roll. <laughs> it's definitely a rock and roll base. But yes, we've kind of gravitated, right. as Andy said, into kind of a gritty, swampy, bluesy rock. That it, it's something that. I think we both are kind of drawn to, and also our vocal ranges, I think, fit yeah. there really well, too. I mean, we started our first single with much more um, punk rock, and then our second mm. single, we wanted to do a completely different direction. Marie had this great idea because we both love swing music, and we both love okay. the music in that era, mm-hmm. and we wanted to do kind of a hybrid rockabilly and swing and that's Mm. what we put out but it was so different from our first single it was kind of like okay y'all we seem to have ADD we need to land on something (laughs) and the thing that we always went back to was the fact that we it's it's more like our first single it's more like that punk rock and roll with a bluesy swamp rock feel and that's that's kind of what our what our upcoming EP is going to sound like. Uh-huh. And and our we just released a song. <laughs> There's that. did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that has that swamp rock blues rock vibe, which is an, another love like mine. Uh, yes, I can't wait. I'm going to play it today. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, who would you, you say are your main musical influences? Oh. <laughs> this is what's interesting because we both <laughs> come from such diverse music backgrounds, but yet there's a lot of crossover. I mean, we both like good old rock right. and roll, and so there's tons of crossover. But then when you get out into the further reaches of it, so for me, for Marie, um, I grew up on 70s classic rock, and Queen mm. is my all-time favorite band yes. ever. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's all I have to oh say about that. Yes, 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 yes. You were a fan? Oh, my God. Let me tell you. So I knew a little bit about Obviously, I know the main songs that they uh, came. But when the movie came out, I was on a plane. Yes. And I watched it, and I was bawling. I was like, oh, my God, this is so oh. good. And then after that, I actually um, bought his uh, one of the biographies on him, and I read the entire thing when I, was, when I went to Cancun a couple of years ago. And I, was, I just fell in love. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, 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 I'm just in love with this person. I can't, I can't deal. And so when I create music now, I always think about Nina Simone and Freddie Mercury and Freddie Mercury, because of the fact that when he created that one song and it was like five or whatever, six, seven minutes long. And he was like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. I'm, I'm with him. You know, we are artists. We should create the way yeah. we want, how we want, how long it has to be. I really don't care. We should just do it. They don't tell artists out there to paint and draw. Oh, don't do this. Oh, you can't do that. So I think we need to stand firm. <laughs> Yes, we're going to do what we want. All right, I finished my rant, but yes, Merc uh, Queen, yes. Oh, Because I grew up listening to them, and I have older brothers mm-hmm. who were very much in, you know, growing up in the 70s and listening to all that music coming out. So I knew the right. deep cuts 
a lot of Queen albums. Mm. And just my recommendation, listen to the Prophet song off of Night at the Opera. It will blow right. your mind. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, do so, so Queen will to those harmonies. When I, when I am writing or when Andy and I are writing together, I'm like, how many harmonies can we put on here? And that brings me back to Queen mm. because, you know, they did not – shy away <laughs> right oh my gosh i oh i love 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 and the whole story about oh my god i could go on and on and on and on and on um how important but now andy has much I, more she has yeah i'm i'm like the opposite end of queen is one of the bands that marie and i we do um intersect on as far as okay. our influences but the biggest band and the biggest person who and has influenced me musically has been Lucia Cifarelli of KMFDM. And if it weren't for oh, her, really? I would have never, ever taken a chance on being the lead singer of my own band. I would have quite happily mm. stayed background and been a background singer. I never would have written my own songs, but it was really thanks to her that gave me the confidence and that boost to go ahead and be fierce and be fearless and, and do it. Right. She is. Yeah. She's amazing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So then the next question so, would be how important is it for you guys to be authentic? Oh, very, very. Yeah. Exceedingly. <laughs> And the thing that's cool about that is that I think part of us being authentic with our music and just our personalities mm-hmm. is that right. we listen to each other. And if one of us says, mm. I really want this in this song, that is what makes it true to me. We honor that and we will make sure, you know, whatever each of us, you know, whatever's really true to us and needs to be in a song, we make sure it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. I love that. I love the sisterhood. Now, I'm going to play Another Love Like Mine. Tell me what that's about. Uh, This song was a way for me to heal from a really, really bad breakup. When when you Mm. go through a breakup, there are stages of grief. Like you initially break up with someone and you have a certain thing that you believe in your mind about that breakup. And as the days go by, the weeks go by, you start finding out more and more things that you weren't aware of when Mm -hmm. you were first breaking up. And the Mm -hmm. truth starts to come out and you really leaves you even more shell-shocked than what you were Mm -hmm. when the breakup first happened. So this is kind of that song that takes place well, about, you know, like a month after you've broken up with that person and you start finding out all of these things, it's like, wow, you are not the individual that I ever thought that you were. And right. um, it's about embracing your own power and your own self-worth because mm. you know that you deserve better. You know, it's not it's not about yep. vengeance. It's about knowing... I deserved better, and I can't believe that I didn't mm-hmm. see that. I didn't right. see who this person was, but I'm not going to be fooled mm-hmm. again, and I deserve better. And this person, they've lost 
something, they've lost someone who no one is going to treat them the way that I treated them or the way that you would have treated them. Um, And it's about embracing that and knowing that about yourself, going forward with purpose into a new relationship and knowing the things that you will put up with and what you won't. So, Amen. Preach. And yes, and that can kind of that is, the reason I said. I mean, it's it's just I it's just so true. We're going to play it here, and you know what? It can be you know for any type of relationship, whether it's a, a love relationship or a friendship. That is so true. Sometimes oh, yeah. you find oh yeah, amen. Okay, let's let's play it now. <laughs>
Fantastic. You know, we must have had oh, the same frame of mind. We must have had the same frame of mind because I wrote a well, mine's not rock and roll. Mine, mine's pop. But, um, I wrote a song called I'm Done. Um, and, oh. and the chorus is literally, it's literally, I'm done, 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 done. So over it, over it. And mine is about a friendship that I had. And the person kept repeating the same crap. And I warned them the fourth time. You do it again, I'm out. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with that crap. No, I get it. I, I completely understand. And what I've found is that, you know, in the past six years, a lot of people have let go of a lot of friends. There's certain people I just didn't know that were so racist. <laughs> that was just like, oh, oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Block, delete. <laughs> block, d- delete, block, delete. That was, that was what my finger yeah. was doing. For the, a lot of oh, that election season, um, it's just it's just. But you know what? Our eyes have been open. These people are out of our lives, and we move on. And you know, great people come into our lives after that. So you know, yeah, very very well, thankful and I for that. Talk, I hear people talk a lot now about being more aware of like little microaggressions that yes. we may not have yes. picked up on before, and now you start mm-hmm. seeing it more. And then you're like, oh, I, I don't need that. I agree. Wrong. Nope. Don't need yeah. it. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm going to listen to songs now, Natalie. I'm done. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds awesome. I want to hear it now. I'm going to go find it. Oh, my God. I've done so many. Well, not so many. I've, I've probably done like four TikToks with it. I'm trying to. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this whole I'm done challenge because I think people can just use the course. It could be done cleaning, done with cancer, done with this, done divorce, whatever. Yeah, good I'm idea. That's awesome. I've just, I've just been, been racking my brain with this whole TikTok thing, which I hate doing, but you know, the music industry thing. Uh, TikTok so is, is its own little beast. <laughs> it really is. TikTok well, is let me its just, own little beast. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And so I was with this management company, and they're oh, Natalie, you should do it. But, oh, I said, oh, it's not me. I don't know. And then I started to do it little by little. I mean, there's months I didn't do it. And then um, I was watching this uh, conference, this webinar on TikTok, and they were saying that you need to do five videos a day. Now, I'm not doing that, what? nor do I have the time. What? Yes, five. Ugh. Five videos a day. Five vi- videos oh, a day for that. Yes so that you can amass whatever followers. Now, I have a friend, her, she manages her son. They actually take three hours a day to do several videos, and he's amassed over 30,000 followers. Yeah, I, I just don't, I, like, I'm dedicated, but I'm not, no, no, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> it's it's, it's not happening. For like three hours yes. on TikTok because yes. then, my other relationships, like with Instagram, is going to suffer, <laughs> and I'll never be able to record any music oh. because I'm just on social media all the time. No, no, fuck that. And all I get <laughs> is, it's, yeah, these exactly. People don't have jobs. <laughs> I'm, well, no, but his mom is like, his mom like does twenty million things. Plus, she's a part of the band. He's in school right now with uh, Berkeley in, in Boston, and he had to fly, you know, back and forth from home. And this. I was just like, I don't know how he does it. He says he he enjoys it. So I said, good for you. And he's a multi instrumentalist. So you you get something different every time. I'm like, 
just to sit wow. down for me to come up with one concept takes me a week or two. And I'm like, okay, then <laughs> yeah. I get lazy and then I, and then I have to get motivated to do it and all this stuff. So I'm like, kudos to you. So, uh, no, it's, it's a no for Natalie. We, um, all need, we all need personal assistance to help us that's right. our TikTok. Yeah. We, we need somebody <laughs> exactly. like this guy's mom to come in. That's right. So here we go. I'm going to put it out there. If anybody wants to be my personal assistant, Marie's personal assistant, <laughs> Natalie's personal assistant, right? please get in touch with the show. And, and we'll hook you up with one of us, and we'll give yeah. you a laundry list of stuff to do. <laughs> here we go. I, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes, bring it on, bring it on. I agree with you. Yeah, this is so, based only. <laughs> exactly. We need it. My gosh, this stuff is so oof, it's so much work. So how do you guys go about writing a song? Um, and if you get a writer's block, how do you deal with that? And if you disagree, how, how do you deal with that? And who else is on your team that you work with that you love to work with? Cool. Um, <laughs> we do have... Uh, on our team, our producers, uh, Charlie Waymeyer okay. and Ernesto Homier of Ultimate Studios, Inc., who are absolutely fantastic. We also have our vocal coach, Darcy Manet, who has been instrumental in woodshedding vocals, going to her and, hey, mm. here's what we have. This is a song that we just wrote. What do you think? She's kind of the first person who hears our new music, and based upon okay. the feedback that she gives us, we kind of do some tweaking, and then we bring it to uh, Charlie and Ernesto, and it gets it gets tweaked even further. Mm-hmm. And Darcy, in addition okay. to being our vocal coach, she is a singer and songwriter herself, so she knows she's got an excellent grasp on what makes a song work, and she knows our voices because she's yes. our vocal coach. So she's like, oh, you can do that. Mm. You can hit this note. So basically, try to do, do some more stuff. You can hit these notes, and yeah. she yeah. helps, helps guide us. That's that's more on me than it is on Marie, because <laughs> I'm usually the one that looks I used to, back in the day, if they had said, if they had said go in the booth and sing that high harmony, I would have been like, no. And now I'm like, Okay. <laughs> So writing, it usually starts out, one of us has the seed of an idea. For me, it starts okay. with, with lyrics. I will get an idea and I'll start writing down lyrics. Poor Marie, she hates it because I usually hand her a piece of paper with handwritten <laughs> lyrics and she, she really cannot needs to type uh, them out. <laughs> <laughs> she cannot read my handwriting. So she ends up making up these nonsense. She's like, what is that? What does that say? Kalufa? What mm-hmm. is the Kalufa? I have no idea. What I'm like, that's not what that says. She hands me a sheet of hieroglyphics. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll start finding the melody and finding where it goes. And for me, when I write, I tend to come up with a phrase and a melody at the same time while you're asleep. Okay. Or you rise in the morning. Yes. I'm either in my car or it's the middle of the night and I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I have to get up and go record this. <laughs> Always at the worst possible moment. But I'll have a line with a tune. And so I'll, that'll be a, okay. a, a starting point for me. It's like, okay, is this a chorus? Is this a verse? It's something. And then I've got to pull out my phone and record it while I'm driving. <laughs> but then we get All together right. and say, okay, where does this go? 
And then we kind of flesh it out together after the seed of the idea gets mm. placed. Ah. <laughs> I like that. What I like, I, what I like even more is the piece of paper because I am so old school. I mean, I write things on the computer, but I have to start out on on paper. I just have to. I, I just. Yeah. I, there's some. I, I just. There's something about writing on paper that makes me uh, or us prehistoric. But it's okay because it's the feeling of the paper and the pen on the paper. You feel like you're actually doing something. And then you could scratch it. Mm-hmm. You could do all kinds of things. Yeah. I'm also the type of person, you know, I like to use, like, words you don't normally hear on a song sometimes. So I just throw words on the paper and the screen and stuff like that. And then as I'm writing, I'll just try to fit, fit those words in. So I, I get the whole paper thing. Awesome. Yeah. Do you, so do I you love end that. up having, like, little pieces of scrap paper where you'll just, like, write a phrase? Yes. Like, oh, that's a really cool phrase. Yeah. A piece of scrap paper, and then you tuck it somewhere and yes. I've pulled out paper I'm like oh wait this goes to something some song that you know so, yeah yes. I have a few of those as well if it just like if I'm at work or something and I'll and I work at home but if I'm at my desk and something comes up I'll do the same thing I'll write it on a piece of paper right and I'll throw it on top of my calendar because I use I'm like mm. as far as writing things down I'm old school calendar I have to write it in my calendar so I'll throw the note right. on the calendar and then later it's like what was this? Truck driving Santa? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that we should write that. <laughs> I oh still have that piece God. of paper. Right no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> crazy what we have to do to get a, a song put together. So what do you guys do if you, you have, like, writer's block, if you get it? Um, not – the biggest – writer's block hasn't really been a problem for us. I think the biggest okay. problem for us Lucky. has been me. What? <laughs> 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 the biggest problem honestly honestly has been me. We've gone through like I've I've written an entire song and we've worked on it together. We've gone through it. We've fleshed it out. Marie's gone home. I've gone to bed. I've woken up the next morning and I've gone, nah, don't like it. I'm starting over. And she's oh, like, wow. what is it? I'm like, nope, don't like it. Starting over. Paper, throw it away. <laughs> so that's where, oh, my goodness. That's where I'm a pain in the ass. And, <laughs> but I have to admit, the songs that we have done that with, where we've been like, no, something's not driving. I need to start from scratch. What we've come up with the second time around has been so much better. It's like, yes, yes, yes that we come back is. better. Yes. Mm. We come back better. Yeah, as soon as the, the first in, incarnation of it isn't working, the next one is the one that's going to work. So I think that's why she hasn't slapped me Okay, I've been down this road with her before. Something, <laughs> something good will come that of means, this. It does, because it, it means we're on the way to something better, and that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's true. I I have written stuff and, 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 and ready to go to the producers and stuff like that. And then I'll sit down and I'm like, who the hell wrote this crap? And I'm like, oh, that was, oh you, did, you did that in a rush. You did that in a rush. And then I've had to go and rewrite something. And I'm just like, what was I thinking? Oh, you just wanted to get the song done. No, I, I completely... I completely understand that. Mm. What do you guys well, love and I will most? Say, 
Uh-huh. We both, I think Andy have a similar, Andy and I have a similar situation where we have so much to say and we'll write it all down in a song and then we're like, we can't say this in four beats. <laughs> so we have to go through and weed out some of the extra, like, you know, we, we've, we've written an entire novel, and we're like, all right, we need to get this down to a song length. Yeah, I'm really bad about smushing words together. Like, taking two words and <laughs> making one. I'm really I bad about this that. in one beat. Yeah. Uh-huh. One measure. Yeah, I can do I can get this in I, a measure. I can. And I have. I, it's, it's been pretty sad but and funny, but I've done it. <laughs> and I do it to myself, too. And then I'm like, oh, there's nowhere to breathe in this song. Well, it's either that mm. or I remember, I remember with another love like mine sitting in the ISO booth and the producer is going, uh, no, can we cut out a couple of words? And I'm like, no, we can't. I like all these words. I like all these. He's like, yeah, but it's just, it's a mouthful of words and it's blowing. I'm like, I'll make it work. No. Yeah. So we ended I've been up like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, no, I want this. I want this phrase in it. I don't care wh- how it's going to work, but it's going to work somehow. No, I, I completely understand it. What, bo- what do you both love about being an artist? I love, I mean, the amount of joy it brings because, yes, some, mm. it, it's hard work, and sometimes it's stressful because it's, it's a lot of steps and a lot of things taking place. But at the end of the day, when Andy and I are sitting together and singing and playing our instruments, and it's mm-hmm. just so much fun, and I walk away from the experience, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's why I like doing this. You know, it's like right. I just enjoy expressing myself that way. And, you know, we have whatever day jobs or life or pandemics and random crap in the world. And then when you can just pull out a guitar and sing a song, mm. it really makes all of that stuff so much easier to deal with. Yeah, and it's working, obviously, working together is very, very joyful, and I think that we both do love it. But I think the other thing about being an artist that we also love is the fact mm. that we can inspire other people. I like being able right. to pay things forward. <clears throat> everything mm. that our favorite artist that Lucia has done for me, for us, I want to be able to do for somebody else, to inspire right. them, to uplift them, to heal them from a situation. Right. Or one of the nicest compliments that I think I had ever gotten was somebody, when I, we released our first song, Lies, somebody mm. had heard it and said that they had gone through a similar situation and that our song hit the nail on the head about what they were feeling right. and really helped them. And that blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God, mm. that's the best comment ever. Thank you. So it's really nice to yep. be able to, to heal with what we do. Amen. Well, that's our superpower. <laughs> I tell that people, yeah. to people all the time. That's our superpower. I, lo- I love artists like you that, you know, want to affect change in somebody. It's very important. You know, I don't like to poo-poo on the mainstream artists, but poo-poo. Um, you know, their music, <laughs> I think we can all write about the same thing over and over again. But when it comes to indie artists that write their own music, you know, people can just feel our pain or feel our joy or feel our anger. 
in anything that we do. And, and then the people are just like, you know what? You got me. I got you. They feel like they could DM, DM you or call you up and say, oh, my God, I just listened to this song from the key of F. And, I mean, it just helped me get through the day. So, yes, we are affecting change in people's lives. I 100% agree with you on that sentiment. What are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? <laughs> I wish I wish that mm. I had known that you have to resolve on the chord when it's 12 bar blues <laughs> that you cannot land on the D sharp or the S on a C chord. You have to land on a C, E, or a G. I really wish somebody <laughs> told me that before I started writing music. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> awesome. Um, I guess is a nice note. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I swear. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I guess I, guess I wish I knew. I, I know there's a lot of work to it, but nowadays with social media, I think there's part of me sometimes like that I wish I knew how much social media is involved because that stresses me out like crazy. And so, oh, my gosh. It doesn't mean I won't do it because Andy makes me, but. <laughs> wow. wow. I didn't even see you throwing me under that fucking butt. Holy shit. with social media. So she says, hey, Marie. <laughs> she teaches me how to do things on social media. I didn't know. No, I teach you how to do things on Instagram because we refuse to uh. go on there. And uh, that is the one place that I get to uh, make fun of you where you will never, ever see it. Oh, yeah. She's posted so many things on Instagram. And I'm like, wait a minute. What's and I that? Tell, and I tell people, please don't tell Marie that I posted this. She will kill me. Uh-uh. And she won't see it for Are six months. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that all, all that stuff is out there, you know. And so – but I also realize that you can pick and choose what you want to do. And I think that's important. And you touched on this, Matt, about being independent artists, is that, yeah. you know, we're not the 17-year-old singer on a giant label that's being thrown around like a, you know, a pin, pinball machine or a rag doll. <laughs> and right? we can pick and choose what we want to do. And, yes, if we want to spend three hours and get 30,000 followers, <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> but we can also choose not to and say, you know what? I'll hit Facebook, you hit Instagram, and we'll see what happens. We'll throw the spaghetti yeah. against the wall and see what sticks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, ugh, the whole, we have to be on every damn platform that there is, between Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, TikTok, Snapchat. I'm not on Snapchat, but Pinterest. Now, it was interesting, <laughs> this past year I learned a lot. I've been on Pinterest for years when it first came out. But I just learned that, my God, you can post your music there because the same friend, he's got over like seven, I don't know, it was over 60,000 views on, I was like, on Pinterest? Yes. Wow. I thought that was just for, look, I learned how to crochet a No. What? No, no. You can post videos. Yeah. Yeah, you oh can post God. videos, you can do all kinds of things. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. 
But I'm with you guys. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to do all this stuff, especially since we're doing everything ourselves. And somebody told me, you know, when you're posting, you should post something different on each side. I'm like, well, that's not happening. I don't know what else to put on this on, uh, on these things. There's so much detail news that I can put on there. Okay, I went to the store today. Eh, I could post that on Facebook. No, I can't. It, no, no. Okay, that no. This is not happening. Um, last question. What? do you use to push yourself like an affirmation a message a quote that gets you through the day when you feel like oh my god i can't do this crap um (laughs) um huh that's an interesting question (laughs) that's what is that's an interesting question uh i think Sometimes, and this, I think this sort of combines a little bit with the old question about if you have writer's block or anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. the motivation I'll have is if I just listen to other music. Mm-hmm. So if I, and I actually was telling Andy the other day that I need to be in my car more because I listen to a lot of music in my car. If I'm driving, I've got the radio on. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm home, I might have different things happening, television and such. Right. But in my car, it's me and music and the road, and I. And that's probably why I write so much in the car, because yeah. I get inspired. Very yeah. And so listening to other music will definitely get me going. But then also, I think you're talking about affirmations and stuff. Sometimes I'll just sit with my dog and meditate and just clear my mind, oh. and that helps as well. Like, okay, clear my mind and focus on, okay, what's the next full joy what's the next full what's the next joyful thing that i can do with music or yes next full (laughs) i think um i think for me this goes back to uh lucia because she has been such a Mm -hmm. great source of of motivation um especially on her social media i mean to us personally she's been really wonderful you know, even in my private messages, if I'm like, oh, I'm stuck, you know, she'll be the first person to cheer you on and be like, no, go out there. You can do it. It's, you know, so she's been very, very helpful. And when I feel right. like I just can't, like, why am I doing this? I'll often, I will go back, I'll return to one of her songs, or I'll just get in touch with her and be like, oh, my God why is this so hard, <laughs> you know? And she's been mm. really wonderful and supportive about getting back and, and talking to me. And she doesn't have to. Right. That's the thing that blows my mind is that she doesn't have to and she always responds. So it's nice. I like that. I love that. Great answer. Um, well, Andy and Marie, I feel like singing it. Ebony and Ivory, Andy and Marie. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I, love that. I just sent, I just I just felt that vibe. Um, thank you so much oh, for awesome. being on chatting with Nat. It was my pleasure and my honor to have you both on here because you guys are the most authentic artists I have ever spoken to. I mean, I've spoken to oh, some authentic artists, you. but you guys Very are so much. authentic. You, I love authentic. Pick artists because you're doing your thing 
and you're doing it your way, and that's the most important thing that you can do. And also you're affecting change in people's lives. So thank you for that. It's truly been my honor. Thank you, Nat. Well, thank you so much for having us on. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. You are so glorious. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And then we're going to chat again, I think, on November 14th. We're going to do an Instagram Live, and we'll have a wild time yes. on that. Yeah. All right. Gonna be, that's going to be a good time. We'll sing a song for you. Yes. I can't wait. Um, you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much, Nat. You have been so lovely. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was chatting with Nat with Rock and Roll Band, the Key of F. They are on Instagram. They have their own website. Guess what? The Key of F. dot com. That's two F. And they're on Instagram and Facebook. And then, you know what? Just Google them. Just Google. That's what I tell people. Just Google me. I'm getting a T-shirt done. Google, because we can't remember everything that we're on. <laughs> and so it's been my pleasure and my honor. Until next time, on Chatting with Ned. <laughs> Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.